Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Christmas episode of the Yak Sports Podcast. Joe Deck and Lila McRae with you, as always, on this special ho, ho, release ho. date. Uh, Leland, with it being the Christmas episode, and I love what you did there, um, let's, <laughs> let's go in and uh, let's talk about sports for very briefly here on what you should be looking forward to and great Christmas memories in sports, and then we will kick it over to our favorite Christmas things. Uh, the bowl games, college football. I mean, all the high school takes a break, so there's nothing to talk about there. Glad that the VHSL kind of makes sure that it happens that way. So we jump up to college. No bowl games on the 24th or 25th. Not always the case. Sometimes you get a Hawaii Bowl or something going on on uh, Christmas Eve, but not this year. They play that game on the 23rd. Then the, all the college kids have two days of break. Most of them will be, or most of the ones involved in bowl games, traveling of some kind. But then they come back the 26th with the Heart of Dallas Bowl, Boston College versus Boise State. So I like, um, you know, not. I really don't like sports on Christmas, and we're, we'll talk about it a little more. But I, I, I don't. I like it to be a little break. I don't mind if there's a couple days where there is not sports to pay attention to on the TV. Mm, I don't know if I agree with that, but yeah, I mean. The NBA will be playing if you like NBA. The NFL will have some games. They have one on Christmas Eve. They got the Broncos and Raiders, so that won't draw me in. And uh, Christmas Eve, I mean, that's that's cookie time. So, uh, and 8.30 at night, that's going to be prime, you know, putting cookies out and carrots. So the, the Raiders aren't going to get me to tune into the TV. I do appreciate the Steelers not playing on Christmas Day this year. They played the last two years, and I don't yeah, get really to see any really ruined my Christmas. I don't get to see any of it when when the Steelers are played on Christmas. I hear that it happened, so I'm glad that they're not playing on Christmas Day this year. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy with the NFL and college football schedules this year. Okay. I mean, that's fine. That's interesting, actually, that you're happy about that. Um, I wasn't sure how you were going to feel about that. I get to say I, I have a chance of seeing them with not being on Christmas. Okay. I, I don't disagree with you, actually. I think I, I like it when my teams don't play on Christmas because then I – don't feel the need to watch it uh, and step away from my family and make myself look like a person who doesn't care about his family. That's, but, that's where I'm at. That's why I like it. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> so, and it's ruined my Christmas the last few years. So, <laughs> but looking back, when we talk in anything NFL, you got to look back and probably the biggest legendary story about anything to do with Christmas was back in like 1968 when the Philadelphia fans booed Santa Claus in Philadelphia. And that's always, every year it gets talked about at Christmas. It gets talked about whenever you talk about Eagles fans being terrible people. I, I always like it. I always like the story. Yeah, that's how the Eagles fans got their reputation, right? Um, they're just not very good people. Um, and that's because <laughs> they boo Santa Claus. And that's kind of all you need to know about them. They throw snowballs at Santa too. They're just genuine and they'll call it passion, but they'll don't mistake it for just general disrespect and rudeness. When I looked up just a little bit about this, I found one link that we will send out where it's like a fake 30 for 30 from ESPN talking about that game. And it's all advertisement for basketball is all it was from a couple of years ago. But what I do like about uh, the article about what I found, there was one article that was like, here's the contrary opinion. Philadelphia boots Santa Claus and he deserved it. And then there was like, there wasn't even meat to the article. It was just like, yeah, he deserved it. The end. So it's just the attitude even carried on. So you, you got to appreciate their, their constant there in Philadelphia. I'm surprised it wasn't Boston fans booing him, to be honest. 
No, I, I don't fired. like Boston fans either. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't think they're that bad. <laughs> there is some NBA on Christmas Day, like always five games. I mean, the Lakers and Warriors play. That's that's probably the, the biggest one to note. It's the eight o'clock game. LeBron, uh, you know, getting back with the Warriors. Warriors should smoke them. Uh, should. But I'm sure it'll be a little bit of drama at some point in that game. The game, honestly, that sticks out to me is the Sixers Celtics. I think that's an interesting game. Uh, it's a NBA regular season game, so it's only but so interesting. But that's the 5:30 game. I mean, if if a TV was on, I would see what the score was at least. Yeah, I, I disagree. I really don't care about the NBA anymore. I really don't. Not even in May. No, this the super teams have killed it for me. I just don't care enough. Our podcast is going to suffer come uh, come springtime. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> Orioles baseball, baby. Brandon Hyde. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's talk about a little project, a quick project I did uh, with our guests from the entire season of the Yak Sports podcast, the entire fall season that we've had. We've had some great guests all season, uh, all fall long. And uh, I went and asked each and every one of them what their favorite Christmas movie was. Then we'll get to ours. But Christmas Vacation won, won the vote there. Four or five of them, Cody Elliott, Brad Faber, uh, Patrick Height, TJ Eck, all of them said Christmas vacation. So uh, that's the, uh, you know, of our guests, that's the winner of the best Christmas movie. What do you think of Christmas vacation? It's a good movie. I like it. Um, I would say it might even be my second favorite Christmas movie, but it's not my first. Yeah, it's we'll very high on my list. I always have to watch it once. My wife doesn't appreciate it as much, so I I only usually get it maybe once or twice during the season uh, just to fit it in between uh, Miracle on 34th Street and It's a Wonderful uh... Life. But it's a, it's a great movie. There's some great lines in that movie. And I just love some of the reality. I mean, I, it's exaggerated reality, but just some of the not everything's bright and merry the entire time. Uh, I, I like that movie. Yeah, I agree. Jeff Wright. Uh, well, then we have a bunch of single votes here. Jeff Wright likes Christmas with the Cranks. I've maybe watched that once. I'm not. I've I don't watched know. it once. I couldn't tell you anything about it. It's Tim Allen. I guess they're playing on the fact that he was the Santa Claus and all those Santa Claus movies. You know, they're playing on the viewer knowing that. And then now he's being against Christmas. Um, hey. I don't know. I, it, I went into it, but good for Jeff. Yeah, I was going to say good for Jeff. Uh, Tom Jacobs. He is everything Christmas Carol. He likes it many different versions. Um, and while we're on that point, Christmas Carol, I went last week with my uh, wife and daughter to Christmas Carol Blackfriars. It was the best thing ever. So you guys in Augusta County, go see the live version of Christmas Carol. That is my favorite version of Christmas Carol. Uh, but no. Tom, he ripped off 1960 some oh, version. Yeah. I mean, it I was impressive. Remember, I got to be honest, and I'm so sorry, Tom. I don't even remember. We just <laughs> recorded this interview, <laughs> and I don't even remember who he said the actor was. I mean, one was the George C. Scott one. That's probably yeah. one of the more famous ones. Okay. And you brought up the one uh, with um, Michael Caine. With yeah. Michael Caine, and that's a good one. I, I always there's I, also some Muppets in that one. I, I don't have a problem with the Muppets either. So. I don't know if Tom knew that, but the Mickey one's good too. I like it. It's 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 like twelve minutes and you're out. That's that's a great one. Uh, but yeah, Christmas Carol, great one. Uh, Mike uh, 
uh, Barber last week on our podcast, and you you heard it here because you listened, I'm sure. He said Elf. Elf is one of my favorites. It's it's high on my list. Um, it's just it, for a new age uh, Christmas movie. Loved it. Always love it. Okay, uh, Elf I, is good. I do think it's a little bit overrated, but I mean it's good. I don't it's dislike good. it. It's Will Ferrell at his best. It's it's not mm. some of the Will Ferrell that's happened since then where it's like they're trying to recreate that same kind of vibe. I I I apparently Jim Carrey was originally going to be the lead for that. That would have been terrible. So, I don't know how that movie's made without uh Will Ferrell. So, uh, I thought I love Elf. We watch it a lot. Okay. I'm happy for you. <laughs> so dismissive. Uh, Angela Mickens, she replied with Preacher's Wife. I'm not that familiar with that I movie. I don't know this one. It, I, I have a she, question. Is this a Hallmark Christmas movie? No, I think it's more than that. But, I, you know, Angela Mickens, heck of a basketball player, heck of a person, heck of a guest on our podcast. I'm going to give it a try. She says it's good. I'm going to give it a shot. Okay, let me know how it is. Uh, Greg Medea, Home Alone. That is a staple of my yes. Christmas. When I was a kid, that was a staple of my watching movies. It was a year-round watching thing i know it's a christmas movie i love that movie uh probably is my favorite christmas movie of all time uh but i'll try to broaden that when we talk about that here but home alone the best i like home alone i like home alone too um that's where it ends i'm going to pretend the others were never made uh because i have no use for them but yeah home alone and home alone 2 are great um and and i'm sorry i home alone one it you know it it has the main characters but home alone 2 you look at some of those side characters in home alone 2 what a star-studded cast yeah it, it gets interesting uh with people popping in hey our uh, current president popped in there popped at one in. point too <laughs> and so, um, i'm gonna get so mad at myself tim curry that's the name i was trying yeah. to come up with that finally popped in He's there at the end such a great character uh in that <laughs> when uh He's like telling her that she can't go out on the streets of New York to look yeah. for her. And then she slaps him across the face and he's like near tears. He's like, do put a coat on. It's quite yeah. cold outside. That's <laughs> a great movie. I honestly, Home Alone is is still better than Home Alone 2. I think when I was a kid, Home Alone 2 was probably the more exciting one. I was going to say, to me, they're right up there with each other. But yeah, I, I think I watching it as an adult, I've started to get that separation that I'm talking about. Okay. All right, and then Tim Hayes, a recent guest of the podcast, Scrooged with Bill Murray. That got mentioned by Tom Jacobs because it is a version of uh, Christmas Carol, but Scrooged with uh, Bill Murray, he said hands down. So he, was, he wasn't putting up an argument there. Yeah, and that's fine. I've seen Scrooged. I think I've seen it twice in my life. It's fine. Um, I, I, I got to uh, actually turn her back around a, a little bit. My wife overheard me talking and uh, she should be uh, part of this podcast. We got to get her a mic. Um, Preacher's wife is Whitney and Denzel. We are overlooking a power Denzel, couple of Christmas movie. Denzel here. Washington and Whitney Houston. Yes. So we, we it's past us. I, I mean, wow. it's, it's, it's that not is, our wheelhouse. Those I'll are two stars. That. Yeah. Yes, that's our bad. <laughs> she uh, might make me sleep on the couch now, apparently, because she looks disgusted that I didn't know that. So not a Hallmark movie. That's good to know. I'll, I'll even more excited to give it a try. So Angela Mickens knows what's up. That's obvious in life. So Joe, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Mm, all right. Well, now I'm going to have to think of a new dominating my life because that's what I was going to make it. But that's fine. Let's take care of it here. My favorite Christmas movie I touched on already is The Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, it's a family tradition oh. every year. We watch it every year. 
on Christmas Eve night. Uh, we watched them up at Christmas Carol. Uh, I love it. Michael Caine is great. Uh, I'm a big fan of anything Muppets. So uh, I'm a huge fan of the Muppets movies. I'm really upset that the special theater showings of some Jim Henson Christmas specials uh, that were around the country this year, the closest one was in Richmond. I was really upset by that, uh, that they didn't have one closer to us. So I didn't get to see Emmett Otter's, Otter's Jug Band Christmas, but uh, I know it's on Blu-ray, so Amazon will be sending me a package here soon, and um, <laughs> I'll get it on Blu-ray. That's good. I mean, in all honesty, we probably talked about my favorite, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, Elf. All those three are really high up there. The one I got to talk about, and I don't know exactly where it sits on my list. It's just the one that no one else mentioned, That's why I, and it's a big staple in my family, is Christmas Story. No. <laughs> no, I'm wrong. No, 24-hour marathon on yeah, TBS not... starts at 8 o'clock yeah. on Christmas Eve and goes till 8 o'clock Christmas night. I do not watch that movie except for during those hours. So it is a constant background noise or viewing going on in my house or whatever house I go to because I go into their house and turn the TV onto it of Christmas Story every year. I, I can know by the noise in the movie of what time it is because I've, I've just done this for so many years. Me and my uncle used to have contests and how many times we could watch it. Obviously, my life has changed since then. I don't, I hardly get one in, uh, but uh, it's it's such a, I just love it. I, it's such a good movie. Uh, you can come into it and out of it really easily. Um, the I think it captures like the, the boy wanting the gift. I think it, it captures that really well and it's nice. And then just the, you know, pop culture references that come from that with the sticking your tongue to a pole or um, uh, you'll shoot your eye out or the Santa Claus kicking him down the slide. Just all of it. I just love it. It's it's one of it's it's really high on my list. Absolutely love it. Okay, Um, I I, because of the 24 hour marathon, I think that's killed it for me. Just because it's the same way where I have been spending Christmases more Christmases than not, it's on in the background. And because it's on in the background and every time I like turn to the TV, it's on. And I'm like, oh, this again. Um, I I just can't, I cannot do it. I seriously, I do not watch it. I don't allow it to be on the TV in front of me unless it's those 24 hours. That's the the problem though. It's 24 hours. And by the time I've seen it, like for the fifth time that day, I'm like, man, I wish TNT would take this off and put something else on. And they do it on else. multiple networks because it's TBS and TNT do it. Oh, is it? Okay, <laughs> yes. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is just TBS then. No, okay. it's both. It's both. Okay. It, you're right. It is both. Well, that's trouble. Uh, I already mentioned Grinch in a past episode, and that's high on my family list. Um, but a lot of good stuff there, too. I, I do want to go back to the Muppets uh, very briefly uh, with my Christmas movie. We can movie. talk Muppets and Grinch all night. We could. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Tom, Tom likes Christmas Carol, and he had his versions, and that's great. To me, and I've seen Christmas Carol, I've seen different versions of it. To me, the Muppets do it the best. Um, They do it in a way that is funny. They make it very funny. Uh, They tell, they're pretty true to the story, uh, the Dickens story as well. They do another classic that they do is Treasure Island. Tim Curry is in that as well. Uh, Plays Long John Silver. And, uh, you know, it really makes me, and that's what kind of got me into those literary classics of Christmas Carol and Treasure Island. Uh, I would love for the Muppets to go through and do more of those kind of children, uh, classic literature 
stories and make them fun and funny and entertaining <laughs> because I mean, that's, that's what it's all about for me is trying to find, cause uh, I just don't have time to sit down and read anymore. You're just like, buying into millennialness right there with like, take yeah. the classics and make them fun with Muppets, make them Muppets. Yeah. Put the Muppets <laughs> in it. Uh, it's really good. I love almost everything Muppets. Uh, I can count the things that Muppets have been in that I haven't liked on one hand. I I have no problem with the Muppets. I'm not going to argue with you. I think uh, I think it is good. I it's not a it's not a staple for me at Christmas. Maybe uh, it's time for my kids to to get into that one here. So uh, it's a good good. I like it. I really don't like recommending it to kids because if the kids then say I don't like it, it really changes my opinion of them. Like <laughs> I'm going to be honest, and it's time to get real. If I meet you and you come up to me and say, Hey, I don't really like the Muppets, I will immediately change my opinion of you. And it will be hard to change back at that point. Like, it's really hard. To me, it is a huge character flaw if you don't like the Muppets. Muppets are the deal breaker for Joe Deck. Yeah, if, I mean, seriously. Like, I, I view that as a huge and insurmountable character flaw. <laughs> oh, fair enough. All right, we need to rest on that one. We'll come back with the D block. <laughs> Okay, Leland, it's time to go into the D block, which we're even changing things up here for a special Christmas episode in the D block. Let's start. We've done the favorite holiday movie. Let's go to Christmas music. I really dig. I'm not a big Charlie Brown guy. I just am not. And hopefully that's not a deal breaker for, for people. I, I'm fine with that. I mean, everybody's so there's so many mean people in that movie. I actually don't like showing it to my kids because I'm what? like, these people are terrible. Okay, now we but, dislike it for different reasons, but okay. But the music from it, from the Christmas Charlie Brown, is awesome. I listen to it, it relaxes me. And only the one song really even reminds me of Charlie Brown anymore. Just the whole album, uh, Vince uh, Garaldi, and I probably, tr the Vince Garaldi trio, I probably butchered the name. But it's it's just, I love it. It's just what I listen to at the holiday season. If I'm going to listen to Christmas music, I'm just chilling with that. Okay. The dismissive okay. I, I do you, know I do know the song you're talking about, and I, to me that is like nails on a chalkboard. It's not the song; it's the whole like the the music throughout the Charlie Brown special. It is awesome. Okay, uh, I I have I'll be honest. I haven't seen the Charlie Brown Christmas special in many years, so I would probably need to rewatch. You probably would love it because everybody's just so mean and negative and terrible. Good. So. That does sound like my kind of thing. <laughs> Introduce your kids to reality. All right. Um, <laughs> no, just kidding, of course. Uh, but for me, and I'm going to throw it back to the Muppets, because um, I learned that we were, I Leland gave me an audible here for the Christmas episode, so I thought I'd blown my chance to get this in. But going back to the Muppets, there is a song that is not in the new versions of the Muppet Christmas Carol. And by the way, if you don't watch this version, you are not watching the true Muppet Christmas Carol. You're watching a fake. <laughs> If it does not have When Love Is Gone, the full song in it, you're watching a fake version. Call me immediately. I will get it rectified. I will send you the song and let you know when to watch it so you can watch it on YouTube with your family and then continue the movie. Um, it's needed. It's a very emotional part of that movie, and this is going to surprise Leland because I, apparently I am cold-hearted like the Grinch. So... When Apparently. I watch that movie, though, 
I mean, that scene makes the movie. It makes you feel for Scrooge. Otherwise, you're just like, oh, Scrooge is kind of a jerk. And he changes his mind for no reason. No, he goes back in time. He sees the mistakes he's made. He yeah. remembers this heartbreak that he had and why he had it. And that sets the entire tone for the back half of the story. And to me is why that needs to be included in your Muppet Christmas Carol. All right. Go ahead. But that being said, if I'm going to be real about Christmas music. Um, okay. That's where I was going. Yeah. If I'm going to be real about Christmas music. Uh, I love God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, um, a jazzy version. I don't know who does it, um, but every time it comes on, I get it super into it. Big fan of Dominic, the Italian Christmas donkey, and Feliz Navidad as well. Hee-haw, I mean, those, hee-haw. Yes, thank you. A lot of people don't know that song. And again, if you're one of the people out there and you, Dominic, the Italian Christmas donkey, you're like, what are you talking about? Go listen to it. It's great. Yeah. Um, and then Feliz Navidad by uh, Jose Feliciano, another classic. I can run a list real quick too. Uh, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas is always big. My kids have really jumped into it too, mm-hmm. which I love. They also seen it terribly wrong every single time. I mean, it's like for Christmas, I want a hippopotamus. It's just fun. And with a three-year-old, <laughs> it's fun. So uh, there's that. Uh, um, Milk and Cookies with Clint Black is an awesome song. Hard to find, but really say, good one. I don't one. know if I know that one. Oh, it's a good one. And then... Um, and there's so many good, there's just good ones that it's fun to listen to in December and come January, you would like, definitely don't want to hear it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good Christmas. I'm glad you got to real songs that you actually, uh, hear, um, on the radio. I was always, uh, the, uh, the Christmas song, like chestnuts roasting on an open fire. That was, that's always like a, I, I like that from many different people. Yeah. I like that one. It's a good classy song. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's go to what is the best gift that you ever got from Santa? And I will tell you how, how I did mine. I have one from when I was a younger kid and then one when I was like a little bit of an older kid. So I have two. But what is the best gift that Santa ever gave you? Okay, I have the Rydell walking van. Uh, it's like basically like the Flintstones type deal where you're a little kid, you're sitting in this plastic car and you're walking to make it move. Um, because back in the day we didn't have power wheels. So, uh, but that, uh, was something I remember getting. Sounds awesome. It was, it was a blue van. It had the wood panel siding kind of sticker on there, uh, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. Uh, because I saw a bunch of cars with wood panel siding. And I was like, oh, it's just like all the cars I see on the road. And um, apparently, now I don't remember this because I was a little kid, but apparently uh, when I got that for Christmas from Santa, my grandparents had come over then. And the first thing I told them when they saw the walking van, they were like, oh, did Santa bring that to you? Apparently the way I responded to that question was mine, got in it, and then try- proceeded to drive away <laughs> In my walking van. All the signs were there early, Joe. It's good. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, unless you got another one, you can you can come behind me. I have two. Early on, I got the Ninja Turtles sewer where like the little uh, characters could go. It had a street top and then it dropped below to the sewers. It had like pipes you could go down. It had a manhole you could go down. It was awesome. I, I I don't know if I knew it existed before Santa brought it to me. So I just thought it was the best thing ever. Uh, it was a really cool time when my daughter started realizing what Ninja Turtles were because of the modern day version. Uh, I brought out all my Ninja Turtles. Still have 
most of the pieces to that store. I loved that thing. I thought it was awesome. And then when I was older, uh, Santa brought me a basketball hoop when I was like in second or third grade. And that was hours and hours of play. And in all honesty, it's sitting right behind me in my driveway right now. Like that's the goal my daughter's shooting on right now. So I, uh, that was, that was probably the most used gift that, uh, Santa ever brought me. So. Yeah, I don't remember if Santa brought me my basketball hoop or not. Um, I do know Santa brought me a quarterback pass attack, which was like the arcade little, like you have the holes and then you have the foam footballs that you're trying to throw the, through the holes. I did get one of those one year uh, from Santa. And that, that's pretty cool. We just recently took that down um, because it stopped working. But uh, it, it lasted quite a bit of time. So that was something that Santa brought me that was good. All right. The next thing I have on our list is funniest gift received. And I'll go first. I... Just recently, might have been last year, we had these gifts. It was at a um, Dirty Santa or whatever, and then they weren't too dirty. But someone gave, I got, ended up with a light that goes on the edge of your toilet and it lights the bowl up into different colors when it is motion activated. So when you walk near the toilet, your whole toilet bowl lights up and um, it's supposed to be real funny. I thought it was extremely useful and I used it for the last, you know, 10 months until the battery ran out uh, because it was awesome. It, I would go to the bathroom at night and didn't need to cut a light on. And when you sleep in a room with a young person with a infant being in there, it's nice to have to cut on the light. So I loved it. I know it was funny and uh, everybody got a good laugh when I opened it. Extremely useful. Yeah, it actually does sound it, like a very practical it is, gift. It is more of a guy gift. I will say that. Yeah, it's very practical. Uh, and I, I agree <laughs> with you. I think that actually seems like a pretty good gift to get. <laughs> Mine was last year as well. Uh, and if by some chance my uncle who gave this happens to hear this, know that I do actually use these bandanas. Um, but we do a thing in our family on my mom's side where we all draw names and you have to get someone that's not in your immediate family. And then you get a gift for that person. We all have a list. Uh, and our uncle apparently... Um, really wanted some bandanas and he realized it was more cost effective for him. If he bought multiples of each color of bandana that he wanted rather than trying to buy single versions. So he bought, I guess like, I don't know, like 10 of each color. And we all, we all get this box from him and we're not expecting it. And we open it up and it's basically every color you could imagine uh, of bandana <laughs> Camo included. And um how did you see it? How did I see it? Oh yeah. Love it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, woof, <laughs> right over my head. Um, but so we open it up in these box of bandanas, and my brother and I immediately like start tying them over our heads. Um, and there are some pictures there uh that maybe Leland will get to see one day. And um <laughs> we we have a good time with them. My brother and I put on the bandanas at any family gathering we can and try to color coordinate, especially if we're on teams. Uh, speaking of which we will play nerds probably at some point this Christmas. And my brother and I will be the blue team. And this is another Christmas song, uh, blue Christmas, the Elvis version. Of course we will be singing every oh, time yeah. we win. That sounds awesome. All these gifts that we're talking about uh, secondary to all the family time that we, we'd both get over Christmas. Yes. That's why, uh, Hopefully most of you are listening to this episode prior to Christmas because we're uh, taking the beginning of the week off there. 
Um, I'm lucky I get pretty much three days of Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and the day after Christmas. It's full days of Christmas with uh, my wife's family, uh, some time on Christmas Day that's more just us, and then a nice dinner with uh, some family, and then the, the day after more my side of the family. So uh, definitely that's the best part of Christmas is all the family time. Um, and I know, Joe, you have good plans this weekend. Yeah, going down to see some family on my mom's side, um, spending family uh, Christmas Day with my immediate family. And uh, then, you know, but, but that's the best part of the holiday, and you're right. It's getting to see family and spending time with loved ones. And, of course, the gifts are great, but it's more about the time you get to spend with people you care about, and that's what's important. And um, I, I will disagree with Leland, though. I hope you're listening to this podcast with your loved ones because you love this podcast so much you want to share it with your loved ones. <laughs> yeah, and if, if you fail to do that, you're free to start it over again and uh, write a Christmas dinner. Do yeah. it. Why not? <laughs> In the middle of dinner, you need – I am ambiance. Yeah. Yeah. And the Christmas season's always so good about the kids and the excitement and, uh, seeing the new traditions that they're learning and Santa and, uh, the lights and the decorations always, always my favorite and, and having kids really cool seeing that, but even, even cousins and nieces and nephews, very fun to see. Um, but always a good time. So enjoy your time with your family. Speaking of enjoying time with your family, there's going to be some good football games coming on right after Christmas. So we want to give you a heads up on which bowl game you need to be watching this coming week. We've done it all these past couple weeks. We're still going to bring it to you here. Conditional here. We're not picking the Tech game. We're not picking the UVA game. And we're not picking the college football playoff games. We assume everybody's watching those kind of games, your, your team and those playoff games. But, Joe, tell me another playoff game for everybody to watch. Hmm. Okay, I kind of wanted you to go first because if you picked the one I was going to pick, then I was going to go with another one. But I have two circled, so ha- go go crazy. Okay, well then I've got. I'm going to say two. Um, oh, I was just going to pick the other one. Go ahead, go. Well, it might not be the same one. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to go with the Camping World Bowl. Is that one you had circled? No. Okay, that's West Virginia and Syracuse. That's on Friday the 28th. Uh, so that'll be my 2018 recommendation. That's going to be a very good game, I think, because. I know I ridiculed you for saying it was going to be a good game earlier, but it is a matchup of two top 20 teams that are pretty closely ranked. And with Will Greer not playing, it does make the game interesting. Uh, West Virginia is still favored in that game, by the way, without Will Greer. And the other one in 2019 that I will give you is the game where UCF hopefully proves I'm right. Uh, I don't think Mackenzie Milton will be playing, which makes me a little worried about this game for UCF. But if UCF wins then I'm right. We need a 16-team playoff. Let everybody in. 16 teams is just ridiculous. All right. The play, the one I want to choose in 2018 to wrap up the year, this Florida versus Michigan game. They've played a couple times in bowl games. I think it's going to be an interesting game. It's 10 versus 7. It's the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, and it's that, more, it's that earlier in the day before those playoff games that night. I think it's going to be a good bowl game. I think it's going to get everybody riled up for those games of the night. And, and hopefully we get two good playoff games, but I think that's going to be a really good game earlier in the day. And then jumping over to uh, – um, I'm still in 2018, uh, but I want to watch Herndon. I want to watch Pitt play Stanford. I don't know how much of a chance they hold up against Stanford. I think Stanford's a solid-built football team. I think they're well-coached. But Pitt has surprised me all season, and so I want to see what they do. Uh, how they represent the ACC, but also I want to see the Riverheads graduate uh, playing in a bowl game in his senior year. I'm pretty excited to watch that one. Okay. I know why you picked that game. That's fine. All right. So who wins the playoff games? 
Alabama Clemson. I agree. I think we're destined for another Bama Clemson matchup. Disappointed they don't have a line for those games. Those are the only games that don't have lines out right now. I think it's going to be really interesting. I think the Oklahoma Alabama games can be really interesting. I don't think Oklahoma is better than Alabama. I just think their ability to score points could make it interesting. I still think Alabama wins. I just think that's the more interesting of the two. Disagree. I don't think Oklahoma hangs with Alabama for a half. I think that game's over before halftime. Interesting. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Let's say wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Uh, you know, if you uh, are listening to this on Christmas Eve, which we hope you are, you know, enjoy it with your family. Go back and listen if you've missed your opportunity. But we've had a very fun uh 2018 on this podcast we are looking forward to keeping it going a lot more to do in 2019 but uh we appreciate all our listeners and merry christmas and happy holidays and whatever you're celebrating we hope you have a merry one of them agreed leland and again uh enjoy the time with your family have a great end to 2019 because we won't be back until 2019 right yeah we'll be probably uh releasing the episode on new year's day yeah, I think uh, on, on New Year's Eve, I think we're going to... Oh, that's right, because we're going to do a ...immediate reaction game. to Virginia Tech games. Oh, so uh, right. you might get that one differently. Make sure you're subscribed. That's a good reminder. Subscribe. So these two, this this episode that came out weird, we hope you didn't miss it. But this one coming up at New Year's, probably going to come out at a weird time. So mm-hmm. make sure you subscribe so it's right there in your feed, ready to go. We look forward to talking to you in 2019. Come back to the Axe Sports Podcast to hear more about your Augusta County sports. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.